The NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Hello and welcome back to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryan Rich Fat Baby McKee, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Ryan McKee. And I am so excited to be joined today by my good friend who I have not gotten to pod with in a while, or just really talk much with. How's it going? Moonoff, the machine Manji. What is up, my man? What's going on, McKee, man? It's been a while since we did a pod together. Um, I know we are just talking offline that it's always the NBA season always kind of creeps up um, for us just because we're yeah. so busy with work and we're like in the midst of NFL season. But I know you and I both are excited, I guess, more for the NBA season than the NFL. But yes, oh, yeah, Southwest Division today, uh, lots to get to, but I'm excited, man. How's, how's everything going with you? Great. I'm great. You know, just uh, I've been... I feel like I've been partying a lot, excited about the Sarver, you know, agreeing to finally sell the team. Yeah. Hopefully that can, you know, get past that. But uh, other than that, yeah, man, I'm just really excited for this season. Been jumping into a ton of research. Like I said, we're talking about the Southwest Division today. Had you on because we, you know, you're a Rockets man. Yep. And, you know, off the top, just how you feeling about your Rockets. We won't get to, we won't get into them yet, but. Yeah, I mean, there's some good pieces that we do have to, you know, build for the future, right? We drafted Jabari Smith Jr. He he had a, I guess, a rough summer league, but the first preseason game he had, at least, he he looked pretty good uh, in a Rockets uniform. Was able to knock down some shots. Um, No, Tari Eason as well as LS out of LSU, he looks good, and we still have Jalen Green, who's going to have the keys to the offense this season. So I know we'll get more in depth when we talk about the Rockets, but. I know they're not going to be in the playoff picture, but I'm so excited just to kind of watch the development and growth of this team with all the young talent that we do have. Absolutely. I am not going to bet much on this team, but it is totally going to be a team that I'm going to go back to often on my league pass. I feel like, I feel like there are an exciting team in this whole, actually this entire division with maybe, um, (laughs) maybe leaving out the Spurs. I probably won't be watching a lot of Spurs games, but we'll get in to all that all right so we will be talking about the southwest division if you've listened to our other previews so far this year um you know we'll go through team by team talk about the additions the subtractions talk about their odds uh to win the division talk about their win totals uh and just anything else that comes up team by team that we like as far as best bets goes so let's just start with the overall odds for each team to win the southwest division we have the Grizzlies leading the way at around plus 110, plus 105, depending on what book. Then we got the Mavericks at plus 140. We got the Pelicans around plus 375, plus 320, and we went between there. Uh, and then we go all the way down to the bottom of the tier with uh, the Spurs at 250 to 1 and the Rockets at 250 to 1. Um, just initial thoughts off the top on those odds do they seem right to you are they in the wrong order where are you where are you at 
No, yeah, it seems pretty accurate to me. Obviously, Memphis coming off uh, last year, winning 56 games in that Western Conference. I believe they finished up as the number two seed, just be uh, two seed yeah. right behind your Phoenix Suns. Um, Dallas, I know they lost Jalen Brunson. We'll talk about that as well. But yeah, I think that it's going to be a battle between, I think, those three teams at the top. I am higher on one of these teams um then the other some of the other ones i know we'll talk about that team in in a, in a minute or so but um yeah i think it's pretty accurate mickey I, I didn't see any problem with it i know the rockets and the spurs are going to be the bottom feeders of the southwest division and then you have your three teams between the the grizzlies the mavericks and the pelicans yeah right off the top i was a little surprised that the mavericks odds weren't closer to the grizzlies just mm -hmm. because with jaron jackson jr uh, we don't really know his timeline. I mean, they keep saying he's not going to be out that long with his injury, but we've seen him come back from injury before and take a while to, you know, even though he's playing, he's not really at the level he was where he's being talked about as a defensive uh, you know, player of the year candidate. Yeah. Um, and Luca is coming in in shape because he's been yeah. playing Euro ball. So right away, I feel like that's, you know, some extra. So I, I do like, if I'm, if I'm gonna throw money on this division, I'm gonna take the Mavericks to win, uh, just because I do feel like those are better odds than the Grizzlies and the Pelicans. As much as that's a fun bet to throw in on, I just don't trust Zion's health. But we'll get into that more. Uh, wanted to mention none of the teams' win totals are projected over 50 wins, which is weird because I just previewed the Pacific Division. We have mm. three teams projected over 50 for those win totals. But despite that, there are two players in the top seven uh, for MVP odds. We've got Luca at the top at plus 450. And then we have Ja Morant at 12 to 1 tied with Tatum. Uh, any thoughts on those, like, just MVP odds? Yeah, I think that the note that you mentioned that Luca is coming into this season in shape, right? And we've seen yeah. over the past couple seasons where it's taken it for him a while to kind of get with the game flow and get his stamina back. And it's taken a while for us to see the Luca that we want to see, which is really towards the later part of the year, just because he's, you know, like I mentioned, trying to get in shape and things like that. But like you mentioned this season, He's coming into shape this season. Uh, playing Euro ball, I watched a lot of those games when that when they had that you know tournament going on, and Luca, Luca was doing Luca things, and it was incredible to see what he was able to do for that Slovenian national team. And you know, Jason Kidd was out there, coach. Uh, sorry, um, Mark Cuban was out there. Michael yeah. Finley was out there. They were out there watching him, um, and, and he looked great. So I'm excited to see what Luca. It, are we finally going to see Luca win the MVP this year? Because that's kind of been the big. I mean, hasn't he season. come in as the favorite the last? Isn't this the third year in yeah. a row he's come in as the favorite? Yeah, and is and yeah. that's the question. Like, is this going to be the year that he's going to play? I mean, he's playing at MVP level, but right from the get go because he is coming yeah. into shape. Um, you mentioned John Moran as well. I mean. The dude is is he's, he's a highlight, right? Anytime you yeah. watch Grizzlies games, he he just does so many spectacular things for that team. I think the one area that I think uh, Morant needs to improve on is his jump shooting. We saw, I think, uh, shadows of that ability for him in the playoffs, but I think that's something that he worked on in the offseason. You know, he should be in that conversation as well for MVP. Yeah. If you want to bet the MVP between, you know, we're looking at those odds, how to play it. I actually would not, if I had to pick a team to win the Southwest, I'm going to pick, the Mavericks but okay. if I'm 
I'm not actually going to put money on it because I think I'm going to put my money on uh, Luca with the understanding that, you know, plus 450 odds, if they win the Southwest, if they really are going to be that good, then I should Mm -hmm. just take the longer odds, like take the bigger bet. And um, so that's actually what I'm thinking about doing is not putting actual money down on them to win the division, but to bet Luca. But we can get into that more because let's get into our team by team breakdown. Memphis Grizzlies, we were already talking about Ja, uh, his odds at 12 to 1 to win the MVP. He was the most improved player last year. They are sitting around a win total, projected win total of 49 wins. you can get it at 48 and a half at a couple of books. You'd get it at 49 and a half at a couple of books. Um, they're big additions, nothing crazy. I mean, they got Danny Green. Um, anybody I'm really missing besides that? because uh, they, they lost slow-mo, they lost yeah. the Anthony Mountain, which I do think are two bigger losses than people realize because that bench was so deep. That was Grizzlies bench was kind of a big part of their strength. Yeah. And now they, as I said, they're they're coming into the season with a Jaron Jackson Jr., who we're not quite sure how long it's going to take him to come back from injury. They're saying that he's on track to play by December, yeah. maybe early January. That'd be great, but we don't know how long it'll really take him to fully bounce back. Um, and I think that that is a bigger loss than people totally realize for Jaws' performance mm-hmm. because as good as Brandon Clark is as a player, mm-hmm. he won't be coming off the bench. He'll be in that starting unit playing next to Steven Adams when Jaron Jackson isn't there. Yep. He can't space the floor the same way that Triple J can. And, you know, we need someone to space the floor alongside the Desmond Bain yep. to give Jaw that space in the middle to go like crash in there, you know, crash the paint and do crazy Jaw things that makes him the human highlight reel, right? Yeah, 100%. And I think that they didn't have a lot of guys that they signed, like the big splashy moves that we talked about, right? You mentioned it. Uh, I think that for the Memphis Grizzlies, I feel like they still need another legitimate scorer and a guy that can create his own shot, right? Desmond Bain is one of the better shooters in the NBA. We saw that on Mm -hmm. display last season. I don't trust Dylan Brooks. He doesn't have a good jump shot. He's just kind of out there. Great defensive player. I'll give him credit for that. And he'll have, you know, flashes of where he has games where he's having a great love the energy he brings. Yeah. Like, but you're right. I don't trust him on offense at all. Yeah. And I think that this is the one area that this Memphis Grizzlies team needs uh, alongside John Moran. And like you mentioned, Triple J is that guy because he can stretch the floor. He can knock down those three point shots as well. But like you mentioned, he's going to be out till probably at least December is what we're reading. I just had a hard time with this team. And if you had a gun to my head, I would probably still go with the over on this team. I don't feel great about it. It's just a way that this Memphis Grizzly finds ways to win games, whether it's on the defensive end or on the offensive side of the basketball. And they played pretty good or they played well last year when John Brown was out for, you know, weeks at a time. But is that going to be, if he gets injured again, does this team have enough to go out and win those games? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, again, gun to my head, McKee, I would lean towards over on this team because well, this team just kind of has that it factor. See, that's the thing. I think if, if Ja goes out again, there's no way that they can be, they can win as many games as they did because they lost two creators, right? 
yes. Kyle Anderson and Anthony Mellon, both great creators for other people's shots. Yeah. And they didn't replace them with anybody. I mean, they still have Tyus Jones there, who's yeah. a good point, small point, can't play defense, you yeah. know? And then, like, they really have nobody else. I mean, Desmond Bain is great at creating his own shot, but, like, can't create for other people as well. Maybe he maybe takes a step this year. Maybe we see him start to add that. We haven't seen him do that in the NBA yet. I think the one player on this team that's going to have to take that next step forward is probably going to be Zaire Williams for this team. Yeah. Um, because he does have that ability to knock down shots and also, you know, create his own shot as well. So him coming off of the bench for this team, I think that gives him another scoring punch. And he's really going to have to step up because, like you mentioned, outside of John Moran and Desmond Bain, uh, there's really nobody else on this team that can really create that shot or, or make those shots. And I think Zaire Williams is going to have to be that guy for this Memphis Grizzlies team. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, you are leaning over, gun to your head. I am actually yeah. going to lean under. Okay. I, I think that just they won 49. Well, they, how many did they win last year? 50, they won 56 two? last year. 56, okay. Yeah. Um. So I know that that seems like, oh, you don't think they're go- they're going to do seven wins less, you know, when, uh, when they had the most improved player they have uh Dylan, uh Desmond Bain and yeah. Brandon Clark who have shown great improvement Triple J if he comes back even anywhere closely was last year he all-star level player however with the injuries and i'm wondering if we 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 know that Taylor Jenkins is a great coach mm-hmm. does he maybe not play for the regular season as much does he set his sights a little more on the playoffs trying to keep Ja and Triple J healthy yeah, and you also got to remember that some of the other teams that weren't very good last year are going to be a lot better, right? Minnesota, New Orleans, yep. the Clippers. Those all, all those teams are going to take a step forward. Even Denver, who won 48 games last year, they're getting Jamal Murray and uh, Michael Porter Jr. back along with the other pieces that they added. So somewhere, someone, somebody's going to have to take a step back, and it just may be that Memphis Grizzlies that they come out with, you know, seven, eight less wins than they had last year. All right. So I'm going under. You're going over. I'm staying away from betting them to win the division. I'm staying away from yeah. all futures bets on them just because uh, I want to see how they handle this season with the injuries and trying to keep their guys healthy. And now we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor and get right back to you. Are you thinking about joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time for new customers to bet $100 and get a $100 free bet. Plus, with the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day. That means you never have to stop gambling. So you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000 if you go over to the WinBet Casino today. And if you're looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club, whoever hits the biggest parlay on the WinBet Ozwise gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week, someone turned $6 into $4,000, plus they got a free $1,000 bet on top of that. Win bet. That is truly hashtag DGENs only. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is go over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let's move on 
to the Dallas Mavericks. They're right now sitting at 48 and a half for a win total. The big addition was Christian Wood and JaVale McGee. Uh, they lost Jalen Brunson, obviously. They added Stur- or um, they also lost Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, uh, they lost Boban, uh, which is just a bummer for fans, I guess. Um, <laughs> now the big question is, what what are they what are they really losing from with Jalen Brunson, and how much of a scoring punch can Christian Wood bring to that? unit and is he going to be you know kind of like this yeah. malcontent that he, we've seen him be um now you watched him a ton in houston so i'll go yeah. ahead and give you the floor here yeah look christian wood is a guy that can come out and give you 15 to 17 points a night and get in an average double digit rebounding right and i think the one thing that we talked a lot about on the nba gambling podcast last season was I said that Dallas needed to do something to address their front court and get some bigs in there. And they did that, right? They brought in JaVel McGee. They brought in Christian Wood as well. The thing about Christian Wood is that he likes to hang around the three-point line and, and make and take those shots, where I think that if Jason Kidd can find him a place in this offense coming off that pick and roll with Luka, he's going to have easy lobs at the basket and make this, uh, Luka's life a lot easier not having to carry the load of scoring 28 to 30 points every single night. Christian Wood has that ability, right? We've seen flashes that when he was with Houston, but the only thing that like I mentioned that really held him back was that he just likes jacking up three-point shots. Um, and again, I think Jason Kidd is going to be able to do or find ways to utilize Christian Wood's strengths in this offense alongside Luka. I just got to remember, McKee, that they're also getting Tim Hardaway Jr. back as well, right? And he missed a mm-hmm. good portion of the season last year. He's coming off that foot surgery. Everything that I'm reading, it says that he is 100% healthy. Hopefully, he's able to play in some of these preseason games before the season actually starts. But, uh, I mean, when you have Luka on your roster, you, you, you always have a chance, right? And we've seen what Luka can do in the playoffs. This team last year won, I believe, what, 50, 48 games last year, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then you added Christian Wood. Yeah, Jalen Brunson is a loss, but I think Spencer did what he's going to have to be that guy for them to kind of really step up. And again, no, well, that's what I was going to mention is yeah. I think that's like a big overlooked thing is that we're getting another season of Spencer Dimity and Luca together, yeah. which I feel like took Spencer a little bit to learn how to play alongside Luca. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that extra focus on him with Tim Hardaway Jr. coming off the bench, that's yeah. like a great scoring punch off the bench. Spencer Dimity not a lot of focus on him. He can just do his thing. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm, I'm misspoke. They won 52 games last oh, year, yeah, but yeah. yeah. And I think the one thing that really, I think changed the identity of this team is when they hired Jason Kidd. defensively, this team got so much better and they bought yeah. in on the defensive side of the basketball where Rick Collar was there. It was all about offense and just, you know, trying to put up 120 points every single night and try to outscore your opponent. But no, last season, this team was great defensively. They held their opponents to 104.7 points per game. Again, offensively, we know what they can do. So I think that if they're able to keep up that defensive intensity, you know, Dallas is going to be, I think, another top four seed easily in the Western Conference next season. Absolutely. I really, I mean, we are, we're forgetting they made the Western Conference finals. I said they beat my sons. They, they picked up Christian Wood. They picked up Javier McGee, which I, people might be like, oh, Javier McGee, whatever. Uh, but he was like a really solid player for the Suns last season. Great mm-hmm. off the bench. 
And I also think that, like you said, Christian Wood likes to hang out around the three-point line sometimes. He His three-point shooting improved every year. Yeah. And to the point where now he's at 39% last year for a mm-hmm. uh, three-point shooter for a big man. Not bad. Uh, yeah. And so I feel like there's lineups that JaVale and uh, Christian Wood can play in together. Yeah, I agree. I mean... Plus, they got Maxi Kleber and Davis Bertans as like big man who can shoot threes. Also, yeah, and I think they've done a great job surrounding Luca with those shooters, right? And I think that's really what's been their success last series, the season in the playoffs, where they were able to get to the Western Conference Finals, and, and particularly in Game Seven, where they were just knocking down, seemed like every single shot from beyond the arc for them to advance against the uh, Phoenix Suns into the Western Conference Finals. So. Yeah, I think this team is going to be right up there in the Southwest Division. They'll be competing for a top three, top four spot in the Western Conference. And who knows, this might just be the year we talked about at the top of the show where Luka finally gets that uh, MVP where he's been favored over the last three seasons coming in for that MVP award. Absolutely. So I like them going over 48 and a half wins. I definitely like them in the 50s. I like them to win the division. I'm going to go ahead and put, you know, at least a little bit on Luka to win the MVP. Uh, anything I'm missing here? No, I, I love it. I think I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on uh, Luca to win MVP as well. Um, and yeah, win total for me as well. I think this is a team that can also win 50 games. So I'm right there with you. Great. And I mean, we haven't, what's the big thing they're missing with Jalen Brunson? I, we didn't, we, I feel like we kind of breezed over that. Like, are you, um, what concerns you most about, because uh, we know he's a good player, yeah. but I can't really identify what this team is going to lose. I think they did enough to compensate the loss that Jalen Brunson had, right? It was another shot creator yeah. that we saw when Luca was out with injury and that Jaylen, it was a Jalen Brunson show. And we just talked about Spencer Dinwiddie can be that guy for this Dallas offense as well. And again, Christian Wood is not a guy or is a guy that can provide scoring punch for you as well. So I think when you, when you have, like you mentioned, Spencer Dinwiddie with a year or so under his belt now, or having a full offseason with the Dallas Mavericks uh, systems that they run there, and also adding Christian Wood, I think they're going to be okay. And again, we mentioned that Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to be back as well for this team. So I think they'll be okay without Jalen Brunson with, when you talk about those three guys on this team now. Great. All right, let's move on to the New Orleans Pelicans. We are seeing them at uh, 44 and a half on the win total, projected win total. They didn't really add, go out and add anybody in the offseason big or lose anybody big in the offseason. They did draft Dyson Daniels, eighth pick overall in the draft, who uh, if we get to see him this year, that should, he seems like a really interesting player, so that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, the big the big bearing the lead here it's all about zion coming back from injury signed him to the five-year 193 million dollar extension he's paid he's you know uh saying he's a new Orleans guy he is in uh we'll have like the second year of uh cj mccomb and mm-hmm. he playing together uh or the first year of he and cj playing together but yeah. the second year of cj in the in uh new orleans uh we've got brandon ingram herbert jones who any NBA nerd will tell you, love, love watching his defense last year. Yeah. Uh, Jonas Tunis is still there. Jackson Hayes, Larry Nance, like all, you know, Jackson Hayes has some great plus minutes uh, when he was on the floor. And even uh, Willie Hernan Gomez, you know, yeah. mo- new movie star, uh, Willie Hernan Gomez. Uh, right. Not a bad player. I mean, this is a really fun team, but it's all for naught if Zion can't stay healthy. Last season, when they made the trade for CJ McCollum, this team was they 
they finished, I think, 14 and 14 on the dot. Um, got into the play-in tournament, were able to win and, and you know play Phoenix in that first round. I am very, very high on this team coming into the, the season, uh, McKee. I think this is one of my favorite win totals in the entire league this season. You know, we talk about the addition of a veteran like CJ McCollum next to Brandon Ingram. Last season, I know they didn't have Zion, but a lot of the scoring pressure was on Brandon Ingram. You added a guy mm-hmm. like CJ McCollum who can get you 20 points per night easily and is a veteran guy, right? He has playoff experience. And, you know, you talk about Herb Jones. I know uh, ZB was very high on his defensive abilities. Um, you know, you get Zion back. Zion looked good in that first preseason game. He looks like he's in shape. He looks like he's dropped some weight. He's yeah. gotten paid. Now it's time for him to go out and perform. And you talk about the, um, the just the pure depth that this team has, right? Especially the link that they have. You mentioned Jackson mm. Hayes. Love it coming off the bench behind Jonas Valanciunas, who's a rebounding machine. You talked about Willie Hernan Gomez on this team as well. Trey Murphy, Devontae Graham, and I think the one player I absolutely love coming off the bench that brings so much energy, especially on the defensive side, is Jose Alvarado. We saw that in the playoffs last season. So, yeah, and they have he a put great... in some major minutes against the yeah. Suns that really gave Chris Paul Chris Paul some fits. Yeah, hundred percent. And they and they brought and they have second year head coach Willie Green, and I think yeah. he's an outstanding coach as well. So. All the pieces are here for this team. I love this over 44 and a half. I think potentially this team can reach that 50 win mark as well. Obviously health is a concern for this team because, you know, guys like CJ McCullum, Brandon Ingram and Zion, you know, they are injury prone, but if this team can stay healthy and these guys can play at least 60 to 65 games, I think this is a team that can get into that 50 win mark. And I, McKee, I know you mentioned you like Dallas to win this division. I'm going to be sprinkling a little bit on the New Orleans Pelicans to win this division as well. Absolutely. I'm going to put a little money on them as well, because if everything goes right, you can see them just taking a huge, huge leap. And I can't, you know, if health goes right, I love Willie Green. I think he did, you know, great energy around that team. CJ, it was a great addition, both from just a playing standpoint and as a veteran leadership standpoint. My, I'm going to throw out two concerns here. Yeah. Um, outside of just the injuries is uh, Zion and Brandon Ingram playing alongside each other. There was some push and pull with them mm-hmm. when Zion was healthy, when he took that leap and he just looked like this totally special player. I, someone recently uh, described him as like Shaq meets Bo Jackson. And it was like, <laughs> he's just that crazy athleticism. He was yeah. just pulled all the focus and I don't know. It didn't seem like he and Brandon were playing that well together. Do they're still young guys. Can yeah. they, I mean, of course they they're talented enough um, to make it work, but yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I, I think that if this really was a concern, I, I don't think Zion would have necessarily re-signed with this team um, or signed the extension. I'm sorry uh, with this team, but I think when you and I think this is the important part is that you have CJ McCollum, who's a veteran guy that can make it work for this team. I think you're probably going to be playing that point guard position for this team, and I think they'll figure it out. And they can be one of the more dynamic duos, right? Zion is he's a monster. He can get to the basket at will. We know Brandon Ingram's mid range game. He can knock down shots and get to the basket as well. So. I don't think it'll be more of a your turn, my turn kind of thing. I think this is where the coaching and and this is where I do trust Willie Green to figure it out. 
when you have those two dynamic players alongside a veteran guard like CJ McCollum and the just a great depth that they have the length, the, the defensive ability this team has. I think that Zion and Brandon Ingram will be able to coexist because for me, I think that if it if it if it was something that wouldn't work, I don't think that Zion would have signed that extension because he knows he could have got that money from any uh, to the 29 other teams in this league. Uh, but I, I think they'll make it work here, McKee. All right. And one of the ways they made it work with Zion and Brandon was putting Zion at the center position and playing small ball a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. And that was great for their offense. Kill them on defense. Do we see Zion at the center position at all this year? Or is it like yeah. with Jonas there, are we, you know, is it yeah. going to be a lot less small ball? I think that you'll, there'll be opportunities for games where they will have to go small ball. Um, with Zion playing the five and then you bringing maybe a Devonte Graham or, or another guy that can, you know, Trey Murphy that can knock down shots for you as well. Um, I think when you get to the playoffs, you'll need the rebounding ability of, uh, of, of Valanchunas. Um, and if they do make it there, which obviously I do think they will. Um, there's, there's time, like we say with the Warriors, right? There's times where, they played small ball and it worked for them, whether it was in the playoffs or the regular season. I think that's something that the New Orleans Pelicans will have to adapt just because the versatility that this team has, right? You can play Zion at the five, like you mentioned. You can still have him at the four or five. And Valanciunas is a guy that can he can knock down that three-point shot. I mean, we saw some flashes of that throughout his career, and he can, you know, stay outside and let Zion do his thing in the post. But um, and this is where coaching is so important, like I mentioned. So I think we'll see games to answer your question where, you know, they'll go small ball and maybe Valanciunas doesn't get very minutes on a particular night um, and just let Zion do his thing. And we're going to take another quick break and be right back. Hey, if you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Rozone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over a hundred channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com SGP. That's F-U-B-O tv.com slash sgp and how do you track your bets if you don't have a good answer to that you need to go to odds trader it has a bet tracker so bet ca- bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity you wouldn't be surprised at how many people i talk to don't even track their bets they just you know bet and move on you gotta you gotta know that stuff guys okay Odds Trader is also the place to compare odds from all major sportsbooks. You can also compare different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. So make sure to right now go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's that's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Odds Trader, it's the number one site for all your game day bets. Okay, we're back and we're moving on to the San Antonio Spurs. I'm seeing there right now, win total, you can get it at 24 and a half, 20 or 24.5, uh, 24 and a half, yeah, 25, 24.5. 
23.5, depending on the book. Uh, I am staying away from this team altogether unless I bet the under. I believe they're in full tank mode. They didn't add anybody except for draft picks, really, of any, you know, huge uh, of any huge substance. They traded away DeJounte Murray. Uh, don't have Lonnie Walker there anymore. They traded away Derek White before the season uh, ended last year. Uh, I believe that the only other time Pop has gone into full tank mode is when they were trying to get uh, Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. and they only won 17 games that season. Now, David Robinson got hurt. It was also Pop's first coaching season, so you could blame it on that. But I definitely like the under here. Uh, where are you at with it? I'm going to read you a quote from Greg Popovich. I'm sure you already heard this, but yeah. I quote, he says, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'll say it anyway. What the hell? Nobody here should go to Vegas on the thought of betting on us to win the championship. I know somebody will say, gosh, what a Debbie Downer. But if they work really hard, it's probably not going to happen. They're in full tank mode. You said it. I mean, look, they're in the victor sweepstakes. They, I think it was telling once they traded away DeJounte Murray to the Atlanta Hawks and got the draft picks, right? Um, yeah. There's a lot of exciting players on this team. Uh, but again, they're not going to win very many games. And look, it's it's Wait, a re- lot. Did you just say a lot of exciting players on this team? No, they have few. I'm sorry, they have few <laughs> exciting players on this team. I'm I'm a, I'm a huge Kelvin Johnson guy. Okay, uh, I, I see one exciting player on this team. Maybe two if you have Vassal. Yeah, Devin Vassell, uh, Kelvin Johnson. Maybe Primo, but that's about it. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so maybe two guys at max for the Spurs team, and yeah, I mean, look, maybe they're... you're a big Jakob Pertl fan, but I don't, I, I don't know. And I'm surprised hey. he's still on this roster, Mickey. Like, I'm sure yeah. there's a contender out there that can use his services, especially. Oh, I don't think he will be on. The... I, I think him and Doug McDermott might both be gone by the end of the season. They totally yeah. seem like trade deadline guys to go to contenders. Yeah, and this this might be a team where. You probably, if your totals better, maybe look at the opposed their opponents' team totals to go over because I just don't see them playing very much defense uh, yeah. going into this season. So yeah, I, if you're able to find that 23 and a half, 24 and a half, depending on your book, I, I would I would play the under. I know Terrell, this is his favorite under uh, for this upcoming season with the Spurs, just because they are going to be in those sweepstakes for Victor with their first overall pick. Yeah, and, and I mean it, it does concern me a little bit that it's still Greg Popovich still arguably the best coach in the league. However, I think he gets it right. He has nothing more to prove. He's not a young coach that needs to win games to save his job. Like he would much rather have we're going into one of the, you know, most stocked drafts at the top yeah. uh, in years. So it's, uh, I, he, he gets it. I don't know if we have to talk that much about it. I'm betting the under, I'm looking for the 24 and a half. Uh, I would bet it down to 22 and a half though. Uh, I could see them being the worst, having the worst record in the league. Are you surprised that Popovich is still coaching this team? I am a little bit. Honestly, like like I said, like, what does he have left to prove? Unless he just, like, doesn't want, does he think he's just going to, like, turn into uh, an alcoholic with his, his, <laughs> his, his wine habit if he doesn't have something else to do? I mean, look, you you can bring in a young coach, coach some of these young guys, and, and just move Popovich into a front office role. I mean, we, we've seen that happen with some of the older coaches. I'm sure he probably still wants to be around the game of basketball, but, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's a, a spot ready for him in that front office for the San Antonio Spurs. So, it, I don't know. I, I, I feel I kind of find that um, 
not worrisome, but I think kind of intriguing on why he's still coaching uh, when you're projected to have one of the worst, worst records in the NBA. Yeah. Um, maybe he just feels like, you know, he's just looking forward to thinking he'll, they'll get the, I, I'm, I'm always going to butcher his last name until Wimbayana, Wimbayama, Victor Wimbayama. Yeah. Wimbayama. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Uh, who is, yeah, seven foot four and, already getting comparisons to Kevin Durant. So, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody's going to be in, in full tank mode for him. And I think that the Spurs are going to lead the way uh, with that. Okay. Now let's get to the final team, your Houston Rockets. Uh, again, don't think they're going to win a lot of the games, but a really fun team. Their win total projected at 23 and a half. They uh, drafted Jabari Smith with the third overall pick in the draft. Uh, lost Christian Wood. Lost Schroeder, uh, re-signed uh, Tate to a three-year extension. Uh, still have Kevin Porter Jr. there, Jalen Green, Eric Gordon, Sengun, who, uh, I mean, has some real interesting play in the in the Euros. So yeah. uh, I'll let you go ahead. You're going to know way more about this team than I do. Uh, please uh, give us your take. Yeah, I look, the, the, we talked about at the top of the show, McKee, that this is going to be a fun group to watch throughout the season. Um, you know, I don't, I don't expect Eric Gordon to be on this roster come trade deadline. Again, he's another yeah. piece that uh, a contender can use, whether it's in the starting lineup, whether it's coming off the bench, just provide some scoring power. But you know, you got to give it the credit and, and your respect to Eric Gordon the way that he's handled himself, being part of this organization where they haven't been very good over the past couple of seasons, right? And he could have easily forced his way out. Um. I really think there is going to be a team that comes in and offers a first round pick for Eric Gordon's services. So I don't expect him to be there. I think what it's what we're as Rockets fans, we're, we're, we're just watching the development of these young guys on this roster, right? Jalen green, Jabari Smith, juniors first year in, in the NBA, uh, Shane Goon, who's has, who he really is a fan favorite down here because he has just some incredible moves down there in the post. I think the one player I really, really do want to watch this season, if he is going to be the point guard of the future, is going to be Kevin Porter Jr. Because I'm personally not sold on him yet. I want to see him be a he, – he's a scoring point guard. We said he had a 50-piece against the Bucks I think, yeah. last season or prior season. But I, I want to see if he's able to command this offense and, and bring to life the vision that Steven Silas has for this team and the offense offensively this team has a lot of bucket getters Jalen Green Eric Gordon Jabari Smith Shane Goon Porter guys off the bench Josh Christopher these guys can put the ball in the basket it's defensively is what they really need to work on because they were one of the worst defenses last year so I think those are the kind of areas that I'm watching for this season they have the draft picks that they traded for Brooklyn or in the James Harden trade Again, they had their win total is at what 24 and a half, 25 and a half for a reason. Yeah, 23 and a half. Yeah. And I think I, I think they'll I think they'll find a way to win 25 games. I'm slightly leaning towards over. Maybe it's a, a homerism pick for me, but I do expect them to have another top three, top five pick. But I think for fans, it's really just watching the development of these guys between Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, and Jabari Smith, who are supposed to be the future of this franchise, you know, going forward. Yeah. Um, what are we thinking? Okay, so first I want to say, I, I feel like everybody has questions about Kevin Porter Jr. I yeah. think Kevin Porter Jr. is the only person that doesn't have questions about Kevin Porter Jr. He seems <laughs> to 
fully believe in himself as much as or more than anybody. Um, but yeah, he's been he's kind of all over the place. Hopefully he can put it together. We've seen he has talent, maybe a bit of a head case, but we've seen he has talent. If he can do that, it'd be great to see. Uh, I believe in Steven Silas as a coach, but it's going to be his third season. Uh, they've been at the bottom of the Southwest's first two seasons. Any concerns there that he might try to win some extra games uh, to say, I mean, is he on the hot seat? If, if they, ta- if, if they are at the bottom of the Southwest again, yeah. Is there concerns there that he might lose his job? I don't think so. I, I think that the, and I really feel bad for science because when he was hired as a head coach, he was, yeah, he, yeah. He James thought Harden he had, was still there. Yeah. <laughs> James Harden, Russell Westbrook. I think John Wall was part of this organization as well. Uh, or sorry, they made that trade uh, with John Wall. And so he thought that he was getting those two guys where he can work with and, and build a championship contender. And lo and behold, James Harden won it out. And that's not Steven Silas's fault, right? They know that when you lose a, a top five player in the league like James Harden, that's going to set your franchise back two, three, four years. So it's, it's a work in progress. So I don't think that – and I think Raphael Stone knows this, the front office knows this, is that – they're a work in progress. And I think the next, you know, this season, next season may be the determining factor for Steven Silas, but he he's a, I think he's a great head coach. He's a great offensive mind. You know, when he was with the Dallas Mavericks and, and he was, you know, coach or the really, he was offensive mind. He led that team to being the top offensive efficient team with Luca there before he left for the Houston Rockets head coaching job. So I think they're finally putting this roster together. You have your cornerstone pieces, I think this season, next season, maybe. I think he still has – the leash is longer than I think a lot of people are expecting for Steven Silas. Yeah. Any buzz at all about the other uh, – their second first-round draft pick? Uh, is it Tari Eason? Am yeah. I saying that correctly? Yeah. He seems like he has, like, the the makings of, uh, of almost like a Herb Jones, right? He's kind of like that do-everything defensive dynamo type guy. I think he's a more he's a PJ Tucker, but a better offensive game. And okay. yeah. So you have Jay Sean Tate off the bench. You have Tari Eason. You have Josh Christopher. So it's gonna be fun. I think there's a lot of expectation for him uh coming or not expectation, but upside for him being in coming off the bench for the Houston Rockets. Um eventually we know that Eric Gordon is gonna be on another team maybe this season or in the off season next year. So somebody's going to have to step up and take in, take that, that Tate stepping into that role. Jason yeah, Tate, it'll probably right? be Tate. Yeah. And then you have Tari Eason, Josh Christopher coming off of the bench for them. So yeah, Eason's a guy that we're really excited about. He's a guy that can play defense, rebound the basketball, get to the basket. He can also knock down the three point shot as well. So I think he'll be a true, true three and D guy for this Rockets organization going forward. So you pick, you're going over with this one. I'm going to, I'm going to be a Homer. I'm going to go over. I think they can get 24, 25 wins. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, 25 wins. Um, and then I think still think that they will be a top five or have a top five pick as much as we want Victor. I still believe in the guys that we do have obviously with Jalen green and Jabari Smith jr. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to go over as well. And I will be watching a lot of this team on league pass. Uh, okay. So uh, moon and I are both going, going over for the Rockets. We are both going under for the Spurs uh, win total. Um, We both like the over for New Orleans win total as one of Munaf's best bets probably on the win totals. Uh, I like that a lot too. We're both looking at the Mavericks over. Um, 
which I think is a, that's probably my best bet, as I definitely think they're going to get in the 50s. And then for the Memphis Grizzlies, I'm going under and you are leaning over. Yeah. I think this might be a division, McKee, where we have three 50-win teams. It's a possibility. Yeah, it totally is. Um, and yet none of them are projected in the 50s, whereas yeah. the Pacific has uh, three teams. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for previewing the Southwest Division. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for your Rockets this season. going to be an exciting team. Uh, this is going to be an exciting division to watch. And uh, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824, obviously on the NBA Gambling Podcast, MLB Gambling Podcast, the PropCast, and the newly launched NFL Gambling Podcast. Um, yeah, find me all over SGPN. All right. Well, thank you, Machine. And it's going to be an exciting season. Yes, sir. I'm definitely looking forward to it, McKee. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna